It's the rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Friday, August 20th. It's on, baby. It's on. Next couple weekends, fantasy football draft season in full swing. Man, it's been like, what, seven months of buildup? I mean, especially if you've been listening to this podcast. All throughout the offseason, you know, we've been processing everything, trying to figure it the F out so that we can absolutely dominate those suckers in our home league drafts. And it all comes to this, man. Starts this weekend for me in home leagues. And you know, that's those are the ones I care more about. Industry leagues are cool, but the home leagues are where it's at, right? And it may be the case for you. So I will uh, tie a bow on the rankings update. It's tight ends today. Doesn't take long to go through the tight end rankings. I'll talk a little bit about where I'm targeting guys. And also, I want to talk about how you can possibly exploit ADP. If you happen to play on a commissioner site, we're actually drafting on said commissioner site, whether it's ESPN or Yahoo or you know some of the others, CBS, uh, Sleeper, etc. So I'm going to key in specifically on ESPN, but you can do this for any of those sites as long as you know site ADP. But let's dive in first and foremost to the tight end rankings. I mean, for me, obviously, it's very clear the top tier is Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller for sure. I think you could make an argument uh, for somebody like TJ Hawkinson in a PPR just because I do expect massive volume for this dude. But you can make an argument for him ahead of George Kittle. I know that's not going to sit well with some people, but the most recent projection update that I ran actually has him you know, neck and neck with, with Kittle. Uh, but Kittle, half-point PPR, especially non-PPR. In in non-PPR, you could almost make an argument that he's right there with Waller because of the touchdown upside. I just don't expect as much volume for him. You know, I think when it's all said and done and we look at the target leaders, it's going to be Kelsey, Waller, and then very likely Hawkinson. But we're all, you know, we could go all over the place with that one. You know, we certainly could. I just don't think that there's that much of separation between those guys. So if you really want Kelsey, where do you have to draft him? I've actually had people, and I predicted this weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago. I had somebody ask me yesterday if they should draft him at five. And totally serious, and didn't even say, is it crazy to draft him at five? Because, you know, if you say, is it crazy to draft, or is it crazy to do anything in fantasy football, nine times out of ten, yeah, it's crazy. Not even, not even asking that. So Travis Kelsey's going to go in the first round in most leagues, non-keeper leagues, obviously. If you want him, you're going to have to go after him. I don't want him in the first round because I want to anchor with a running back. That's that's really the main approach. I, As I mentioned on the pod yesterday, I wouldn't necessarily shy away from anchoring with uh, an elite level wideout of Adams or Hill in the first round. If I know I can still get a top 10 running back in the second round, but I really want to anchor there. I don't want to anchor tight end. Now, if Waller happens to fall to the third round, that's where I think he's intriguing in a 12-team league, but he probably doesn't, and nor does Kittle in, in most instances. In industry leagues, it has happened. I don't see it happening in home leagues, but Waller interesting in the third round. Now, as I mentioned, I do have Hawkinson. I'm quite bullish on the volume. I don't know about the touchdown production. That's the one thing that, that does uh, kind of make me a little wary. So I, I, I'm ne- I'm really neck and neck with Kyle Pitts and TJ Hawkinson. And what I found myself doing is that's the area where I will start to attack, which is typically 
if it's fifth round for me. If Kyle Pitts falls to the fifth round, which he he did recently for me, I took him. And I took him with both Hawkinson and Pitts on the board. I have taken Hawkinson with both on the board as well. But those two are the main guys that I've been keying in on because here's the thought process. Once we get outside of the top six, there really isn't any difference for me between seven and like 18. There's not much difference. There really isn't. It's a very, very, very small gap. And I'll explain that in a minute here. But I really am keying in on those guys. I don't want to have to pay the elite price, but I still want a guy who can be an elite tight end, if that makes sense. Now, the last of that group would be Mark Andrews. He's the guy who's most likely to fall, but I have seen in drafts that if you have the first five off the board, then Andrews usually follows afterwards. You know, people see the tear drying up, they go after it. I had one draft where the tear dried up, but Andrews stayed on the board for two rounds, and I I got Andrews at a steal in the eighth round. That can happen too, but it's not as likely in your home league. So I want really one of those top six, and really it's it's the number four to number six tight end. So right now in a half-point PPR, which I use general rankings, I will go Pitts and Hawkinson back-to-back. There's not much difference between the two, and then Andrews at six. Now let's roll through these guys from 7 to 18, and I will put some context to this, but I want to just basically say, hey, these guys, there's not that much difference. Ready? Dallas Goddard, Logan Thomas, Noah Fant, Tyler Higby, Irv Smith, Bobby Tunyon, Evan Ingram, Jonu Smith, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Gusecki, Adam Troutman, Gerald Everett. Now, Troutman is falling, and he's falling fast, so maybe he continues to fall, but really for these guys... They're all three for 32 guys. I wish Dallas Goddard wasn't. Maybe Logan Thomas ultimately isn't, but that's still where I'm projecting him at right now. They're three for 32 guys, which means that's about what they're going to average each week. And if they score a touchdown, awesome. And if they don't, well, that sucks for fantasy purposes, at least. What are they going to score? Six touchdowns? You're going to get six games with a touchdown and then 10 games of frustration? That's basically tight end in a nutshell. So I have them ordered this way because the guys who I think have the best potential are at the top. Goddard is nasty, of course, though he plays on the same team as Zach Ertz. Logan Thomas coming off a breakout year. I like him a lot. Noah Fant is nasty, but there's a lot of mouths to feed. And then Tyler Higby is there as well. Those would be the priority guys. Tyler Higby in a good spot with an upgraded quarterback. Those are the priority guys. If I miss out on the top six, I'm going to try and get one of those guys at value at like round nine or 10. I'm going to wait and see who's there. Probably not Goddard or Thomas for that matter, though sometimes he is there, but somebody will be there usually. Now, if we really have to wait, well, our, our options thin out. So let's take a quick break and then look at the late round tight ends. Ah, tight end, my fantasy football nemesis and the late round guys not looking pretty. So the strategy for me is pretty simple. I'm going for the higher ceiling guys, not the higher floor guys. And I'm just going to roll through and tell you if they're a target or not. Irv Smith, yes, higher target or higher ceiling. So he's a target at 11. Tunyon is not a target for me. I expect touchdown regression. I'm going to let somebody else grab him. And remember, regression doesn't mean get worse. It just means move to the average. Evan Ingram, actually, yes, I'm probably higher on him than most. I have him at 13, and I would be happy to grab him after 
uh, several tight ends go after this group. So you can grab him at like tight end 17. John o. Smith, the whole idea is, you know, can Hunter Henry even stay healthy? I have Henry down at 20, by the way. If he can't, John o. Smith is in a good spot. Gronk, no, I'm not going to go after him because the ceiling just isn't high enough. I love Gronk. He's an all-time great, but not going after him. Gasicki, I'm actually a little bit lower on than the masses. I would go after him, but I, I have a position where I probably am not going to go after him because he'll already be off the board. Adam Troutman continues to fall. I'll take him at a value late just as a dart throw. I'm not 100% convinced that it's Juwan Johnson, but at the same time, you know, Adam Troutman once looked like a potential top 10 guy. He's not looking like that now. He's a dart throw tight end too. If I'm going to get Troutman, I actually did this in a draft. I drafted Troutman and Gerald Everett. So one of the two hopefully will hit because it was one of those drafts where I did wait at tight end. I missed on the top six. Then I missed on the Goddard, Fant, uh, Thomas, Higby group. And so shoot for upside. It's all you really can do, right? Um, and so I would go after Everett. After that, Cole Komet, no thank you. Hunter Henry, no thank you. Zach Ertz, no thank you. Jared Cook, no thank you. Blake Jarwin, no thank you. Anthony Ferkser, no thank you. All lower ceiling guys. I mean, I guess Komet has the highest ceiling, which is why he's ranked the highest out of all of them. But they're all, they scream three for 32. And I know we know who Jared Cook and Zach Ertz are from many years of fantasy, but no thank you. I mean, what are we actually getting with these guys? Sure, Cook will be a hot waiver commodity one week. Th- Mark my words. One week this year, he's going to have like three catches for 32 yards and two touchdowns. So he'll be a hot waiver commodity. But it's just not sustainable production at tight end. It's it's a frustrating position. But you know what isn't frustrating? is And by the way, you can get my tight end tiers. They're up at ftnfantasy.com. All the tiers are up. We also are going to have cheat sheets available for you too next time you head over to ftnfantasy.com. A uh, nice, easy place for subscribers to download the latest cheat sheets for your drafts this weekend. We'll update them for next weekend as well. All of that fun stuff right there. I know people love themselves some cheat sheets. Promo code RATPACK. So one thing I do love, though, is taking advantage of any edge that I can get. You know, it's what I do in sports betting. It's what I try to do in fantasy. It's all always easier said than done in fantasy, yeah, I always say people are like, oh, you work in the industry? You must win all of your leagues. It's like, no, bro, <laughs> definitely not. That, um, you know, that just doesn't happen. You can have a good team and run into a better team. I'm in, a, I'm in leagues. My home leagues have some sharp dudes, you know, really smart people in them. So it's tough. It's definitely tough. But I try to exploit any edge I can get. Now, one thing, though, that it does, it, it does drive me nuts. I was in this home league for years, and we didn't draft in person. We drafted on ESPN, and you could see the people who had no clue, the people who didn't do any preparation, the people who barely paid attention until like August 15th, they were just fine in those leagues because ADP on the site always had a player up there that they could draft. Always. So it didn't matter what they did, they just relied on ADP. Well, that is a disadvantage, obviously. Drafting in a home league in person without ADP and just stickers and a big board, that's a lot more challenging. You know, and that's where, you know, anybody can do well in the first couple rounds of those drafts. Anybody, anybody can do well. You can show up with any rankings, my rankings, free rankings, whatever, 
and do fine in the first couple rounds. But you fall apart if you do no prep in the middle rounds. Absolutely, your team just, it it goes to crap very quickly. So I am a uh, home league in-person draft truther, but at the same time, if if you do have to draft on a commissioner platform, maybe you are remote, you know, you have people spread throughout the country or whatever, you know, or it's COVID related or whatever. Doesn't matter to me. If you have to do that, cool. Use the information to your advantage. And one thing I will say that you should do before you draft on any of these sites is give the site ADP a quick look. Site ADP is going to be pretty, you know, pretty significantly impacted by site rankings. First and foremost, because as I just said, people will pick based off of ADP and, and site rankings and all that. So there are sometimes some spots where you can be higher on players than where they're actually going, and you can use that to your advantage, especially in the middle and late rounds. So I actually did an article over at ftnfantasy.com on ESPN, and I pointed out 15 players to target. Now, in the early rounds, you're not going to get much value, but you know, for example, Aaron Jones is going in the early second round, 2-2. He's running back 10. I am at running back 6, so I know I can actually wait. If I'm in the back end of the first round, I can't wait in the back end of the first round, but I know he may fall to me there. Uh, Darren Waller, pick 3-5. He's the third tight end going over there. You're going to get him in a little bit of a value as well. Allen Robinson, wide receiver 13. I like that at the late third round. A little bit of value. Amari Cooper continues to fall. I talked about that yesterday. Wide receiver 16 in the mid-fourth. I like that. But here's where things start to get interesting and where you can actually kind of go and highlight these guys so that you don't forget about them because they're going to be buried on your list. T. Higgins, wide receiver 27, round 6, pick 8 is where he's currently going in ADP. He's going several spots behind Jamar Chase. He has a nice little value there. Robbie Anderson, wide receiver 31 in the 7th round, nice little value there. Jerry Judy, who I now have as my wide receiver 25, he's going wide receiver 32, round 7. So how you how you use this to your advantage? You don't wait until that spot. You pick Jerry Judy in the sixth round when nobody's paying attention. Boom, you grab him. Javante Williams, seventh round as well. He's going to pick after Judy, RB twenty seven, which I guess is fine. But seventh round, if you want Javante Williams right now, you have to pick him in the sixth. So you can use that to your advantage. The people who don't prep are only going to draft based off of ADP. So you'll, you know you'll have him there. In the sixth round, very likely. Corey Davis, this one is taking candy from babies. ADP, wide receiver 48. Round 10, pick 9. Thank you, yes please, and I'll have another. Uh, Michael Carter sticking with the Jets. 11-3, RB35, that's easy. I'd take him in like the seventh round, so here we probably only have to take him in like the ninth round. Tyler Higby, tight end 14, as I mentioned, you get some value there. Trey Sermon, RB40, 12th round. I would take him in like the 7th round. So, again, nice and easy. Darnell Mooney, 13-1, wide receiver 56. He's going significantly earlier than that. Uh, And then two more here, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Fields is going in the 13th round, Lance 15th round. Quarterback 16 for Fields isn't bad, but it just shows you you can wait. Lance is going in the 15th round, quarterback 21. You can wait at the position and scoop up massive, massive, massive upside with those guys. Exploit the ADP in your home leagues if you have to draft online. 
There you go. All right, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the drafts. Best of luck to you. But you know what? Ain't about luck. Dominate those suckers. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. And remember, on Instagram, you can slide into those DMs. At Jeff Ratcliffe as well. And over at FTNFantasy.com, if you want those cheat sheets, for example, you got to go behind the paywall. So use that promo code RATPACK and you'll get yourself a discount over there at FTNFantasy.com. All right, I will catch you on the flip side of the weekend for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.